It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast here on YesNetwork.com. Joe Cal, along with Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. And I got to tell you, Eric, I don't think any Giant fan was really expecting that performance that we saw on Sunday night. You're not going to get any complaints out of any Giant fans. And, and I think it, it really shows when the Giants play their best game, they can match up with anybody in this league. Oh, you always get Giants fans to complain about something. So I think there's always something. But, yeah, you know, what a great win. Um, very, very, very important win because it obviously they'd lost two games in a row, and the last one was particularly bad. And because they played so poorly in all three phases, basically, in both games, I think a lot of fans were expecting – the worst or not, you know, hopefully maybe just to squeak out a win against the Packers, but the, the Giants really outplayed the Packers and to be 31 to 10 at halftime and then just cruise the rest of the way that, 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 you know, against arguably one of the very best teams in the conference and, and then therefore all of football, it, it's just, you know, it's a Jekyll and Hyde football team. The Giants are, and who who knows which we're going to get this week, but hopefully this is the start of some some momentum, and we'll see what happens. Um, if you went back to last year, though, remember they 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 went down to Dallas and they they came back twelve points down and beat Dallas, and everyone was feeling great because they were going to play the Redskins the following week at home, and then of course they lose that game. I don't think the the Redskins are going to sneak up on them this time, obviously, because this is. You know they're playing for the division and and they they've played them already and they know RG threes for real. Yeah, and you knew this game against Green Bay was coming. Now the Giants had a couple of weeks to prepare for it, and it was a much needed buy. I think not only because they were fatigued, but also I think the hurricane took a toll because most players live in the area which was most affected by the storm, and I think you really saw that in the last couple of games with the Giants. Hey, no excuses. You know, you have to go out and play the game, and I'm sure a lot of people were in a lot worse shape because of the hurricane, but I really think you saw a refreshed team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and I guess that's where we're going to start. And tell me, Eric, do you think that it's because the extra safety is involved? Because we saw Chris Collinsworth make mention of that a couple of times the other night, and it just looks like the Giants' pass rush is much better when they play with the extra safety in there. Now that Stevie Brown is developing into a good player and you get Phillips back and, and you also have Antrell Roll in there, it just looks like the Giants are a much quicker defense and a much better pass-rushing defense with the extra safety. Well, yeah, as you said, Collinsworth made mention that repeatedly. I think that was a factor in it, obviously, because once you're tighter in the secondary, you give your defensive line a half second or a full second more to get there. I think that was a factor. And, and you know, um, I think J. Ron Hosley is going to be a good ball, football player, but he struggled a little bit in that nickel package. And guys have gotten clean releases off of him. And I think that was a factor. I think. Green Bay is really hurting up front on their offensive line, and that you know that there was a matchup problems for them. And when they doubled one side, you saw Umanura have you know, take advantage of that. And then the one time they doubled his side, you saw Tuck crash into into Rogers. And and then the other thing I think, and and we've talked about this before in previous shows, is um, Kiwanuka was played a lot more on the line. I think one of the things is is because. They played more three safeties, and probably because Rivers was back. I don't know how many snaps Rivers got, but with, with the more multiple safety packages, 
you have safeties basically playing in linebacker positions, then you can afford to move Kiwanuka up front, and then he gives you another pass rusher. So I think all those things probably um, went hand-to-hand and into it. And But I don't, don't underestimate the fact, too, that, that Green Bay is just that they don't they don't pass protect very well, and, and that really showed showed up. Yeah, and it didn't look like Green Bay wanted to play at all in that second half, and you kind of saw the look on Aaron Rodgers' face, and it was more protecting him in that second half. When they're running sweeps and they're down you know, by all these points, you can tell that their mindset was, was really different when they started that second half, and it even looked like on the, on the first drive they just didn't want to play that game. Now, I'm going to give credit to the Giants because the reason why the game was in that you know that kind of shape was because of the performance of the Giants in the first half, and I I love seeing Oza Yumanyora finally play a huge game this year and 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 make a huge play, which I think really turned around the game, you know, for good on the Giants side. And also, it was nice to see Justin Tuck make some plays, and very happy for Chase Blackburn. Another great game. Yeah, he. I mean. <laughs> What a story he is. I, I keep writing him off myself. <laughs> I, I thought Mark Herzlick would be starting by, by this point, but he, he's doing great. And you know who, who played a really good game on offense for them, too? Um, and the guy that's been driving me a little bit nuts is, is, is Ahmad Bradshaw. Bradshaw really pl- played well in this game in the sense that he set up his blocks really nice. He, he uh, you know, a lot of times I, when, when, People have gotten on the on the offensive line or the tight ends about their blocking, and sometimes justifiably so. I sometimes think Bradshaw this season hasn't set up his blocks well, and he, but he really did in this game. He he he, you know, would would take the play one direction, and the defense would flow in that direction, and then he would do a little hop step or cut back into the hole against the grain, and and. And really, sort of get the defense out of position, and I really think he helped out his blockers, and he looked quicker and just just more decisive. And, and I thought that was a big role too on on the offensive side that 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 um, they that he helped move the ball. And of course, they, that big play on the first play of the uh, uh, or the first drive of the football game when he had the uh, the 56 yard uh, catch on the screen um, that that was a great looking play too. It was nice to see the Giants run a screenplay period. I don't think I've seen one in a year. It's my favorite play in football. And it was nice, and it was really well executed, and it was really at a good time in the game to come out and do something like that. And I thought it got Ahmad Bradshaw really going in the game. And I agree with you. I thought he ran very hard in this game. Maybe the rest was good for him the last couple of weeks. I'm still concerned with short yardage because I think sometimes when he needs a yard, he just puts his head down and just runs behind somebody and – and it just concerns me because there was a couple of, you know, third and shorts where the Giants just didn't execute well. And they and, lost their short yardage. Yeah, back and now game. you have Andre Brown, who I think was really running hard. In fact, I thought Andre Brown over the last month was running much better than Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah. And, and it's tough to see him go down, especially with his story and how many times he's been cut. And you really hope Ahmad, uh, Andre Brown can get back into the fold. But the problem now presents for the Giants is that you have Ahmad Bradshaw, who was finally, you know, he wasn't really a goal line back anymore. And you really, for the first time in a couple of years, because Jacobs wasn't looked at as a goal line back anymore, you really had Andre Brown filling that role very nicely because I think he scored a touchdown in, in almost every week. Uh, yeah, he's the, got eight touchdowns right. in a year. Yeah, yeah he really, really did well in that role. And he, they haven't had anybody like that probably as long as Coughlin's been there. You know, he's probably the best short yardage back they've had since Coughlin's been here. Yeah, and it was basically supposed to be, that was supposed to be the role for Jacobs. And I guess he never really excelled in that kind of role. And Andre Brown's been doing a great job. And it just looked like the Giants were setting that scheme too because, you know, over the past couple of months, every time there was goal line, every 
time there was short yardage, Andre Brown came in and nothing really was changed. They gave the ball to him, and most of the time he got him, and the Giants were very successful, something that they weren't successful at the last couple of years. So I think that's really going to hurt, and and you look at Wilson now, and you really hope Wilson can step into a role and back up Bradshaw because Bradshaw is just a, such, such a week-to-week player because of his injury status, and and Wilson is just not that type of player where you could trust him in the goal line. And you know, I'm sure he's a dangerous player, and I'm sure he's elusive and he's speedy, but he's not the kind of guy that Andre Brown was on the team. So I know the Giants brought in a couple of backs this week, and you know, maybe a Ryan Terrain does a good job for the Giants. So I think that's an area of concern right now because the Giants weren't good up until this point with short yardage, and I think Andre Brown was. So I think they're really going to miss him. And it was nice to see uh, Martellus Bennett. Getting get involved in the offense and catch some passes. And I was really happy for Akeem Nix because I can't say he's totally 100%, but you really feel for the guy because he looks like he's going out there laboring every week, and I thought he had a brilliant game. Yeah, it's, it's odd. You're seeing for the last few weeks, Victor Cruz is only getting like two or three catches a game. And if you, 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 you usually, if that happens, you'd think they'd lose, and they, they've lost, you know, two out of the last three. But this game. Because they were concentrating on Cruz so much, Hakeem Nix came through and, and, and they took advantage. And the other one that, that, that made a big impact for just one play was um, Ruben Randall. Uh, that, that was a very Mario Manningham-like contribution, one catch but right down the middle for a touchdown. That was the kind of play that Manningham was making down the stretch for the Giants. He wasn't getting five, six, seven catches a game, but it was like two or three and then one would be a big one for a touchdown. And if they can get that from, from Ruben Randall, that in, fill in that um, uh, Mario Manningham role, that, that's really good. You know, the, the thing with the running back situation, you, you look at Wilson and you got to assume be, because of his size he can't do short yardage, but maybe he'll surprise us. But the, the one upside to this whole thing is it's been very, very hard and it, not only for the Giants, but probably for most teams, but especially under Coughlin, it's been very hard to find enough touches for three running backs. So one of the reasons Wilson hasn't been getting the, the carries is because there have been two good backs in front of him. I think too much has been made out of this um, pass protection thing. That That is a huge issue for rookie running backs, and they do have to trust them. But um, Bradshaw, his rookie year, didn't play much until the stretch run when injuries hit. And I think the same thing's happened with Wilson now. So the upside to this now is it forces you to play Wilson. And if Wilson's as good as I think he is, then they've just added a big play um, weapon to their backfield who can, can take a – a, a handoff and turn it into an 80-yard touchdown. And they don't have anybody like that else on the, this roster like that. And, um, you know, the, we'll talk about the Redskins in a sec, but the Redskins are very, very good against the run. But if you can break one um, and, and get like a 60-yard run, he's the kind of guy that, that can do that. So there may be an upside. The short yardage thing is going to be an issue, but maybe we, we trade it off to have a big play home run type guy too. Yeah, and you want to talk about a home run type guy. The Giants will be facing one this week in Washington as RG3 and the Redskins try to make a comeback in the division and try to take the Giants off the top of the division. We're going to come right back and talk about that. It's Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy with the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. 
Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy. Welcome back, everyone. Joe Cal along with Eric Kennedy with the Big Blue Breakdown podcast. And the Giants pay a visit to the nation's capital on Monday night football to face RG3 for the second time this year. And I got to tell you, that first game was very exciting when they faced the electric rookie. Uh, and, and it came down to that magical play from Eli Manning to Victor Cruz. And, you know, you just kind of hope that the Giants have some magic because I think the Giants now are in great control of the division if they can somehow win this game. In, and I think it's going to be a very tough game, Eric, in Washington against this really rejuvenated Washington Redskins team over the last couple of weeks. And it was really impressive watching them in Dallas because that's a tough place to play on Thanksgiving only because it's a holiday week and you're traveling. So the visiting team, it's always harder for them to win that game. And you come away really impressed with, you know, Morris and RG3 and the way Shanahan has these guys playing. You know, Robert Griffin is an amazing guy. And I don't know how he's going to end. I think there's a lot of Giants fans that are out there saying, you know, He's a rookie, just like Cam Newton, wait, and he'll come back to earth. But, man, the thing that really impresses me about him is his accuracy. The fact that the guy is completing 70% of his passes. I mean, Eli doesn't do that now. And, in, 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 what is Eli, 30 now? I mean, he, and, I, again, I'm not saying I would trade Eli with Robert because Eli's got us two Super Bowls. But this Griffin guy has really elevated that team. But I will say this. The Redskins are still a 5-6 and six team. The last two teams that they've played, they've dismantled. But those teams, we don't know how good those teams are. The Eagles look terrible. And they, the last time the Eagles won was when the, Giants, when the Giants lost to them back in September. And so my question is, are the Redskins really coming on this strongly, or are they just playing some really bad football teams right now? And aside from the two Giants games, Dallas hasn't looked very impressive either. That You know, for some reason, the, the Dallas this year has been brought out. Uh, the Giants have brought out the best in Dallas. I, I expect a tight game, but I will also say this for the Redskins: they haven't been in a game of this magnitude. I was trying to think think of a today when I was coming to work. When was the last time there's been a Giants Redskins game this important? And you might have to go back to Jim Fossil. Um, you know, I definitely remember that '97 game. I think it was a tie, maybe the yeah. tie game with uh, with Gus Farrant. Yeah, and and there was that one at the end of the year when they when the Giants won in the Meadowlands, and I think there was a big game back in 2000, the year the Giants won the Super Bowl, and that was when the Redskins were putting together their dream team that year when Snyder was. But I I don't think the Redskins have had a game this important as long as Tom Coughlin's been with the Giants. Maybe I'm forgetting something, but this is a huge game for them. It's a playoff game for them. If they lose this game, they're they're in deep, deep trouble. This, this is basically a playoff game for them. So that could cut both ways. That could make them very, very um, intense and in in, in much more, they play with a much more bigger sense of urgency than the Giants. Or they they could be very, very uh, tight for this game. You know, this could backfire on them, too. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they respond because they haven't been in this type of situation before. I get the feeling Griffin, the game's not going to be too big for Griffin, but there's a lot of guys on this Redskins team that have, haven't been in this position, and there's a lot of pressure on them. It's Monday night. I don't think the, the Redskins historically have played well in Monday night games. So we'll, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout or anything like that, but um, you know, I, I, I like the Giants because they're the veteran team that has played in games like this. They play well on the road, and I don't think the game's too big for the Giants. We're going to have to see if the game's too big for the Redskins. 
Yeah, uh, but I think we got a good look at the Redskins in a big in a big game last week on Thanksgiving because I think that that That's they knew point. they knew it was a national spotlight. They knew that this is Dallas's game, and they never lost to the Redskins. But how good you know, is Dallas? That's my only I, oh, question. Oh yeah, you, you know? know I know I know, and all I've been hearing I think we made a point of saying last week that all Giant fans have been hearing the last couple weeks is here comes Dallas, here comes Dallas. Watch out for Dallas, and, and I'm saying to myself, why they barely beat the Cleveland Browns in yeah, their the own Browns, building? The Browns beat, had them beat. Sure, I mean, you know, and and, and they That's all, a bad football team. The Browns are. Bad. Right, so. and and they they almost beat the Giants in their house. And what does that say? Almost beat the Giants. I mean, they had a, they had an awful first quarter, and Tony Romo looked awful. And they and they clawed back to get back in that game, and the Giants still beat them on the road. I don't care. Anytime you win a game on a road, I think it's huge. So what has Dallas done in the last month that I should sit back and say, oh, they were really impressive? I, I really thought that it was. You know the Redskins were the team to watch in this game because I, I I believe that the Redskins was were going to win that game and 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 I thought that the Redskins were coming into that game with more fire and Dallas just does not play well at home yeah. and I think the Redskins really took a lot from that game and I'm basing it really on what I saw from the Redskins last time they played the Giants yeah, I don't like I mean, to see the way they play other teams because the Giants are weird like that the Giants just blew away the second best team in the NFC uh, supposedly and the first best team in the NFC some people think the Giants went in and blew them away in San Francisco right. so, and when's the last time the Giants have made it easy on themselves I mean that that's what it comes down to if the Giants win this game it, it is going to be they virtually have won the NFC East they, they will probably only need to win a couple one or two more games to, to lock it down they could kind of I don't want to say cruise what they at that point would be focusing on is maybe having an outside chance of catching somebody for for a buy um, but that's the only thing that makes me nervous in this game is is the Redskins need it much more than the Giants do and I hope the Giants you know smell blood in the water. I hope they come into this and say, you know, we really can we could really make it easy on ourselves if we just do, you know, take care of our business and, and win this game. Now, the flip side, the one thing that stuns me with the Redskins though is you look at their defense and the people that they've lost and I, there's got to be some really good coaching over there because they're, they've been so good against the run this year, but you look at their, their you look at their personnel and defense and you, you say this isn't that great of a defense. Now they, they, you can get, you can throw the football on them. For some reason, Eli's had issues throwing the football on them, but you can throw the football on them. But their run defense has been playing very, very well, and I don't get it. it, it all I can say is they're, they've got a bunch of overachievers, or maybe I'm not giving them as much credit as they're due. But they've been, they've been very stout against the run, and I hope the Giants can get some running game going because. We saw how that helped them in the green against Green Bay um, really open up up the offense as well too. And then the first time these two teams played, the Giants had trouble running against them. Yeah, I think the atmosphere is going to be very similar to the game earlier in the season against the Carolina Panthers when the Panthers knew that they had the the Giants defending Super Bowl champs coming in and Cam Newton and the whole electricity around that game. I think it's very similar. I think you know, I think the Redskins are a better team than the Carolina Panthers, but I just think that the Giants are looking at it, you know, not only as a divisional game, but 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 that kind of atmosphere where you have a young player, an electric player who can run around the field, and you have a team, a defense, which really wants to prove something against Eli Manning. So the Giants usually play these games really well, and, you know, that's why it disturbed a lot of people the way they disappointed everybody in uh, in Cincinnati because that was the type of game where the Giants usually play well. But you saw the Giants, you know, the, the 49ers were licking their chops, waiting to get back at the Giants, and the Giants really went in there and just whooped them. 
And Carolina Panthers, all you heard all that short week was, oh, this is a great game for Carolina. It's a bad spot for the Giants. Giants went in there and whooped them. And you heard last year, you know, even though even though Matthews didn't play, you had the Green Bay Packers saying last year that they were the better team and the Giants weren't. So they couldn't wait to play the Giants this year, and the Giants whooped them. So, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what type, what type of team the Giants come out and show you on, on Monday night, and I think we're going to see it right from the opening drive because I think you can tell a lot from the Giants' opening drives, the way the offense usually plays. And I think the defense is going to be running around after RG3 the whole game, and I just think it's important that you lay some hits on them early in the game. You know, you know, it's a violent game, and I'm not saying injure the guy, but you kind of saw in Aaron Rodgers' eyes. Come on. Everybody saw it on TV. After he got hit a couple of times, he did not want to play. I yeah, mean, he missed some open guys. There was one good. There was one interesting play where he had a guy running right down the middle. I think it was Hosley had missed him, and he was just run, he had an easy touchdown, and he was he wasn't even looking down the field. You know <laughs> that's what? Exactly Eric? what you were talking about. You're right, was, and that's the same look of frustration that we've seen from Tom Brady a couple of times in yep. the Super Bowl. And that's the look of frustration that you see a lot of quarterbacks have against this Giants defense. So the problem know. is, is they've got Alfred Morris. Uh-huh. They've got to stop the running game. They've got to stop this because what killed the Giants in the first game is that that pistol offense where they would they would um, not only run they'd run the run out of it, but then they faked the run and the linebackers would come up to try to tackle Morris. But the play he had play action. He had the ball still, and he would just lob the ball over over the linebackers' heads to the tight end. That's what killed him. I would almost be tempted to say play pass first if you're a linebacker, but then you worry about Alfred Morris um, gouging you. So um, it's a really you know people say it's a college offense, it's the Baylor offense, and it's going to catch up. Someone's going to catch up to them. I, I'm interested in to see how. NFL teams are going to defend this. I think you hit the nail on the head though is you want to play cute like that, you smack the heck out of the quarterback. You know, he's he's the only thing that he doesn't have is he's not a big guy. He's very thin, he's a little on the short side, he's very fast, he's very gifted, but he's gotten some big hits this year and I think if you get near him you gotta smack you gotta smack him and you got in, you know, like you said, you don't want to hurt him but um, maybe you do a little bit. <laughs> maybe you do a little bit just to let him know that you're there. You know, and um, if you're going to run around and you're going to carry the football, you might want to think twice about it. Yeah, and he was he was so fun to watch on on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, you know, as you're a Giant fan, you don't know who to root for because they're both. Yeah, I wish he was teams. in Cleveland. Yeah, you know, I wish Cleveland had. Right, but he. Yeah, I mean, it's such a. I, I think the Redskins are going to be a fun team to watch in the years to come. I think they have a good a good, solid, young base, and I think Mike Shanahan is going to lead them in the right direction. I think they're finally on the right track, and it's a team that the Giants going to have to worry about, you know, for the next six, seven years. So, you know, it's somebody, it's an opponent that we'll see, you know, a couple of times every year, and you hope that the Giants get the best of them in this game and can sweep uh, the season series against the Redskins. And you know what? I think you mentioned before what every Giant fan is thinking. Every true Giant fan knows that if the Giant wins this, the Giants win this game, it sets them up too well. And the Giants don't usually do that. You know that the Giants win this game, they basically have the division. Because I think Dallas can have a hard time. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I think Dallas can have a hard time with Philadelphia. I don't know why. And I don't think Dallas is is really going to you know go undefeated the rest of the season. So and, you know, I, and I think the Redskins play the Cowboys again. I yes. think too. And you know, I, yes. I just I'm not discounting the Cowboys, but they're 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 just too inconsistent, and they're getting handed by some injuries now too. So yeah, um, they they basically have to run the table. The, the the thing is, is if the Giants win and and um, 
you know, Dallas loses one more game, th- those teams would have to run the table and hope for some help. And I, I don't see that ha- happening. So this game is huge for the Giants, too. It's not critical. It's not, it's not desperate. Um, but, boy, man, if they, it, you know, if they lose this game, and then they're going to have to be playing some awfully tough teams, and then you gotta, then you got some nail-biting, some worrying going down the stretch. But if they win this game, then you basically kind of look at it Hey, we just got to win one or two more games, and we got the division, and then let's worry about uh, just maybe playoff positioning. I, I think the Giant. I think this is extremely important for the Giants because they never beat Drew Brees, and Drew Brees is waiting for them, and a yeah. trip to Atlanta is waiting for them, and a trip to Baltimore. I and, think they're going to beat Atlanta, though. I so do I. Gonna beat, beat so Atlanta. do I. I think I think the Giants will play a good game in Atlanta. I think the Giants play a good game in Baltimore. But Drew Brees coming into the state, and they never beat Drew Brees. I mean, they just and they always get blown out against Drew Brees. So we'll see. I, you know, it's a big game for the Giants. They can control their own destiny in the division, and this this game would be would be, would set them up great for the last month of the season. And yep. I think every Giant fan will be watching on on Monday night, and uh, you know, really appreciating the talents of uh, Robert Griffith III but really hoping that the Giants shut him down big time. That's right. That's right. So until next week, folks, you know, stay true, stay blue. This is Joe Cal and Eric Kennedy on the Big Blue Breakdown Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week.